What's up, everybody? This is Max Cavalera, Soul Fly, and you listen to Discography Discussion. Stay metal. And if you're obsessed with homicide because you're forever dead, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. That is Jeff. What, what? And Torture Killer is for the maggots to devour. <laughs> At least Wait, the first record. Was... This has got nothing to do with Slipknot. What are you talking about? Well, we're not talking about the pulse of the maggots. This is actually their diet. See, see, the maggots have to actually consume (laughs) a very specific diet, or, you know, they start to get less shiny and matte, and their shit doesn't come out right. Okay. No, it's fine. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm really glad that I've got you around, Joe, to clear these things up for me. That's what I I do. I was genuinely confused. Um, So, guys, it's basically, you know, Halloween. We're going to try to do some scary stuff we already did mushroom head which isn't scary in the traditional sense more scary in the oh my god i hope i never have to listen to that again scary in the torture of listening to it correct so that was pretty brutal then we moved on to virgin black which is more creepy and um well guys now we're gonna go into just well straight up straight straight gore and it's yep. going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. Trust me. <laughs> We're not talking about Gorguts, are we? I no. Sure. No, Gorguts is a significantly better band than the band we've chosen to discuss tonight. Overall, I enjoyed the music. It's like classic 90s grindcore thrash or grind thrash or basically what Cannibal Corpse was doing in the 90s, whatever you want to call that. But there is absolutely nothing that he's saying that can be interpreted in any language other than growl. My problem isn't really with the vocals. See, Torture Killer, there's one thing you got right in that sentence, Joe. It sounds just like 90s death metal. More specifically, it sounds exactly like Six Feet Under. It's got, uh, you know, throughout you know certain of the, certain aspects of the albums, there's a hint of melodic here and there, especially with guitars. Obviously, you're not going to get that with the uh, uh, vocals on this album. But as as far as like, uh, uh, I mean, because it's death metal, but it's definitely a got a Scandinavian flair of the death metal at certain elements. Right. And one thing that we would be remiss if we didn't mention is that uh, Torture Killer is a Finnish death metal band. Yes. As opposed to a starting death metal band. <laughs> God, you're so <laughs> fucking corny. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard it's hard not to be man the, corny is the word that really describes this entire episode oh and definitely the everything lyrics. we're about to say because this sounds exactly like six feet under and i just found out today and i didn't know this until we were i was like just checking a couple of my facts before doing the episode and uh this band used to totally be a six feet under cover band oh which makes <laughs> was it really which makes so much sense <laughs> Like, when you really think about it, because that's who they really want to be. And honestly, I got so far into it that I started feeling like maybe we should have just done a Six Feet Under episode. <laughs> but, well, you uh, know, eventually that that has to happen. That's the one thing I like to tell people that I know that, that I, I talk to on a, you know, face-to-face uh, that listen to the podcast, you know, and they, and they say, you know, do this band, do that band. I'm like, oh, I promise we will. We're gonna. There's just, there's, there's just so much... Yeah, and this week we were like, you know what? Let's just get Torture Killer out of the way. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I mean, it is Halloween. I mean, they do fit 
the cheesy 80s slasher flick you know it's got the gore it's it's the lyrics are completely over the top and ridiculous grandma's gonna hate it unless grandma's awesome yeah <laughs> you know it's just a fact of life well before we start talking about what we should have done i'm gonna take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast thank you for listening and for subscribing if you are not a subscriber you can find everything discography discussion at discussmetal.com we're on spotify Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, so if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion Podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening, and now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. We love five-star reviews here on Discography Discussion. Just go on your podcast app. If it allows you to leave a review, leave us a review, whatever review you think we deserve. It helps us come up in search results. It makes us feel good and happy and warm inside. And every time we get a negative review, we beat Jeff. So if you don't want that to happen, leave us a five-star review. (laughs) So now you know what happened. We got a, a bunch of really bad reviews all at once. I was in the hospital, and now I'm finally back. Yeah, we had to pay a lawyer to get all the bad reviews removed. It was, it was, it was just messy. So who wants to talk about talking to Max? Dan? <laughs> well, um, I was in a pretty bad mood when we started, and after that I wasn't. And I don't think I'm capable of being in a bad mood ever again. Because we talked to Max, and it was amazing. We got a YouTube comment from Cody Castleberry. In regards to our Cybreed episode, Jeff, this is all you. Cybreed is one of my favorite bands. Top five. Yeah, I was pretty excited to see that. I I love it whenever there's other people that get to uh, acknowledge, acknowledge bands that I love that I know most people don't listen to. So, yeah, they're definitely my top five as well, so I was very happy to hear that. Plus, they uh, guys from Cybreed got new music coming out and in, in, in new bands, so especially Obsidians. Check that out. That's, that's good shit. We got a tweet from AC in regards to Mushroom Head, episode 84. The things you guys subject yourselves to for your audience. You're better men than me. Regarding Dan's comment on three vocalists, what's your take on Kill or Be Killed? Personally, I dig that album. I think we can make an exception for Kill or Be Killed. I was just so wrapped up in how bad all the Mushroom Head stuff was. Whenever I heard there was going to be three vocalists on a record, I kind of flipped out a little bit and got a little upset. But uh, I got over it. And thank you for reminding me that Killer Be Killed is a thing. And uh, so, yeah, I think in that case, I'm going to say that that was okay. The Righteous and the Butterfly, not okay. Anything on Facebook? I uh, got a whole bunch of likes for the Max Cavalera conversation. Mike Newton says, that's the beauty about Max. He's willing to do stuff like this for almost anyone and everyone. And this is a big deal for y'all's podcast. Congratulations. Can't wait to hear the interview. And then in parentheses, he says, Fear Factory, make it happen. <laughs> That's two, gentlemen. To which I responded, we will make it happen. Well, we might have a month coming up relatively soon where we tend to talk about the more electronic side of things. You mean and, uh, industrial things? Industrial things. It's cold outside. Typically takes place in December. I can't believe we're already doing the second industrial December. Like really I know. Soon. Dude, that <laughs> just seems like that was a couple months ago. I feel like we just did it. Yeah. And, and yeah. here we are back at it. Um, so, yeah, we will definitely have a Fear Factory episode out before the end of the year. And that's a promise. So, Dan, 
Tell me about Torture Killer. Torture Killer is a Finnish death metal band. So Jeff's on board is what you're saying. Yeah, Jeff's on board, or at least he, he would have been on board just hearing that description. He may <laughs> not have been as on board when he found out that they used to be a Six Feet Under cover band. <laughs> and it's not that I hate Six Feet Under. I mean, I enjoy I enjoy it for what it is. I'm not sure how much I'm going to enjoy a band that just sounds like that, that isn't the original. That being said, uh, Torture Killer plays death metal. They don't play grindcore. You would expect a band called Torture Killer to play grindcore, but they don't. They play extremely groove-based death metal. Like it's just it's just chunky, dirty, groovy death metal. It actually has pretty decent production quality overall. Yeah. Uh, especially on the first album for Maggots to Devour, it is very well produced for being a death metal album from a band that essentially nobody ever heard before. And uh, I'm used to hearing bands like this sound pretty garbage. And I will say that it's not that I don't feel like this album's garbage because I do largely feel like it is exactly that. <laughs> uh, that being said, I'm, I'm not here to bash it necessarily, but I'm not a huge fan of groove metal in general. And so when I listen to death metal, I kind of expect something a little bit faster, something a little bit more in your face. Now, this isn't like super slow. It's not like mid-paced stuff, but... It, it's more groovy than it is anything else, and it kind of reminds me of a style of death metal that kind of evolved in the early, in the mid to late 90s called Death and Roll. And that's what it sounds like to me. It's just a Death and Roll album. And everything is so riff-based, like just down-tuned, slower-paced riffs with growling vocals over the top of it. And there's just nothing really that exciting going on other than that there's no real good guitar leads going over it there's no real solos to speak of and i just found it to be more or less boring it's a little bit less boring if you read the lyrics what lyrics he's not full-on mashed potato mouth on this one but basically yeah he is it's like listening to hammer smashed face the only thing that you know he's saying is the title of the song i don't mind it too much to be honest with you I like the uh, the movie clips, oh, like in the songs. I had a lot of fun with that, and I think that's probably the only thing that uh, y- you could understand, right, you know, on the first go around and listening. Listening, lead vocalist is only on the. This is the only time he appears is on this album, and I actually like him quite a bit. I, I'm I'm gonna be a contrarian to Dan, and I I really enjoyed this, especially knowing that this is a uh, a debut album. I was really impressed like dan said you know the production quality was better than i thought it was going to be for this type of music and it being their first go around there's nothing remarkable about them but there's i don't think there's anything overly bad about them either would you say they're mediocre at this point no they're above mediocre they're they're decent almost good but definitely not great so if I'm in a if I'm at a metal show, and I hear that there's a band coming on next, but I don't know who they are, I'm just there to hear, see the headliner, and this band comes out and plays these songs, I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but whenever you buy the album from the merch table and you take it home and listen to it, you're like, well, this is pretty good, but it's not amazing. Listen to and, it a couple uh, times, and then it goes on the shelf, and then it sits there until your buddy Dan comes over and says, Torture Killer, I'm intrigued. Well, you won't be when you're done listening to it, but feel free. 
It's not total garbage, but it is very um, middle of the road. It's roadkill. I think they would appreciate that. Um, <laughs> it's roadkill, and really the only thing that's notable about it is the lyrics, which are basically just all about killing people and doing other things to their body parts. You know, that's cool, I guess, in like a death metal sort of way. I mean, <laughs> can, Cannibal Corpse did it. Uh, yeah. Carcass did it. You know, everybody's done it. You know, if, you, if you're playing this type of metal, you, you've sang about some some dark topics. Um, but I, I can't help but feel as an adult reading through this stuff. Like, when I was 15, I'd have been like, dude, check out this Torture Killer album. Yeah, but like as an adult, I'm kind of all, all I hear is, "Bet you weren't expecting me to say that, Mom." I I don't get that. I get the whole 1980s vibe of just completely over the top gory schlock. That's that's what this is. This is an 80s horror flick put to music. This is Return in, in my, of the Living Dead. Yeah. It well, no, it's 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 80s B movies. It's 80s horror B movies, and I'm perfectly fine with it. You know, it's like it's like Slumber Party Massacre. I mean, that that's what this is. It's it's stupid, it's gory, and it's kind of fun, and that's what I got out of these guys. And and I'm okay with it, especially this time of year. I'm I'm kind of looking for that. You know, sure, whenever I was a teenager, it would have been, ooh, this is you know edgy. Well, now I look at the same things and think, oh, this is kind of fun. This is kind of funny. Because it's so ridiculous. And so I, I love it because of that. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure a lot of these lyrics were written strictly tongue-in-cheek. You know, yeah, like I'm they sure were they very were. Like, like, oh, man, no, you did not just say that. Oh, yeah, dude, this is going to be so cool. <laughs> we're going to be we're, we're gonna be just like six feet under, you know. And, that, that's, <laughs> and then, you know, um, not to move ahead too quickly, but uh, on their next album, they basically became six feet under. Yeah, they did. So, you know, the dream is real, people. If you have a goal <laughs> and you stick to it and you call Chris Barnes on a random Thursday and you're like, hey, man, I know you're like busy and stuff, but we're going to put this album out called Swarm and uh, we want you to come sing on it. And then Chris Barnes is like, well, let me check my calendar. Yep, I'm free. <laughs> and uh, well, then you get Swarm in 2006. Yeah, how about this? I think Chris is the worst of all the vocalists they've had. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I think he's absolutely terrible. I'm not a huge Chris Barnes fan, which we're going to talk about on the Cannibal Corpse episode. So this is a little bit of a preview. If you want to talk about a guy that just sounds cheesy, <laughs> like it's so obviously Chris Barnes, there's a market for it. Like people love him. And they think that Cannibal never got any better, you know, after he left. Wrong. There's this yeah, dude called Corpse like, Grinder. Yeah. Who's like, who's like way, like objectively better. Um, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. So there's your preview for next week. But, uh, <laughs> that being said, that yes, the vocals are, are pretty bad. Like, I don't know. Like, like there's a speed girl. I mean, I feel like anybody can do that. Like, you know, I was eating my Captain Crunch and it was so crunchy. And I felt the milk spill through my beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe, you got to keep that in there. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, that is what she said. Uh, I'm just saying. The vocals are bad, but the music is way better. Yes. Like, without a doubt. Hey, and I was talking about how, like, 
the songs more or less sounded the same. There's a lot more shredding on this album, and it does it a lot of good. It really brings these songs to a whole new level for me. Like I found them to be very enjoyable uh, with some of the more melodic elements to the soloing. And I, I've always had an appreciation for brutal death metal that had a little bit of melody thrown in there. And the first song I ever heard that was like that was uh, was the song Evil Dead by Death off of the Scream Bloody Gore album. Um, you know, where it starts off with that creepy, cheesy 80s melodic, you know, guitar and then goes into like this more brutal metal onslaught. There's a lot of that on this record. And, and I've actually, I actually find this one to be the most enjoyable despite the vocals, because I don't think anybody's listening to a band like this and is like, I don't know about that vocalist, man. <laughs> well, I don't know. It, it, let me just put it this way. He was so bad on this that I did actually think that a little bit. I'm like, I don't know if he, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say anything too bad. Did he record the vocals over the phone? Something, like, dude. It, it, it's so bad. Because, like, I, I definitely remember him sounding better than this in Six Feet Under. Because he did. Yeah, like, way better. He sounded more like the guy on the first album. Yeah. Which is because you got to think, the guy on the first album was trying to emulate Chris Barnes. And then we actually get Chris Barnes, and we're like, oh, it's kind of like an Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Darth Vader situation. When I left you, I was but a learner, but now I am the master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Like he just sounded worn out and tired. That's what I got from Chris on, in his vocals. I was concerned when I put this album in the first time. Having listened to the first record, I didn't expect anything outstanding. And the opening track "Swarm" on its own has a very low quality. And I thought, did I get a bad upload in the stream, or is it just mixed so much differently from the rest of the album? And I don't honestly know why it sounds so much different, but once Forever Dead comes on, it starts to sound like Torture Killer again. And it's more of the same, except the vocals are horribly worse. I think that happens a lot when you end up in a situation, you're working with your idol. And obviously they don't have as big of a budget as Six Feet Under did, or Cannibal Corpse. They have like 10, 10 less dollars than Six Feet Under. And you don't want to step on the toes of your idol. So you let him come in and basically do whatever he wants. Think about Avenged Sevenfold with Mike Portnoy. Mike Portnoy kind of dumbed down his playing, but you can still tell that it's Portnoy. And you can still tell that he's doing basically what he thinks needs to happen at times. So when I listen to this, I hear the delivery that Chris Barnes wants to give that's not being treated the same way that the other producer treated it. You know how when the singer doesn't know that they're being overdubbed or they're being auto-tuned? I feel like it was one of those situations. I don't know, man. There's parts where I'm like, is that the take you want to go with, Chris? And it's not that Chris Barnes was incredible anyway, but he's been more incredible than this in the past. Yeah, it was one of the worst vocal vocals I've heard in a long time it was horrible i was like ah this guy sounds like me trying and failing because you know i would definitely fail if i tried to do that and that's exactly what he sounded like right i would sound like a bad imitation of cannibal corpse but at least you sounded like a bad imitation instead of just complete failure which is what me and what chris barnes sound like 
I, I think I could probably pull off a corpse grinder if given enough time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's no way. But 17 packs a day for the next three months. Go. See, I feel like the stuff I'm on's worse. <laughs> I think we're talking like two weeks. <laughs> that being said, the music on this release is fantastic. Like it is. It is like it is not one or two steps above the first album it's like a whole staircase mm. not to be cheesy but i feel like this this album musically was on a whole new level you know from for maggots plus the cover artwork is a lot cooler like four maggots has a really cool cover artwork if you're like a 13 year old kid because like it's literally a, a nude woman being devoured by like mutant dead babies i like the artwork for swarm i think it's a little bit more fitting of the style of music they're going for I don't think that the artwork for Four Maggots really captures what the band sounds like visually. And I feel like Swarm does a much better job. There's actually two uh, versions of the cover artwork I noticed, too. One which is a little bit more blood-colored, and then the other one's less. And the logo's different. Uh, There's one with the actual Torture Killer logo on it, which is a really cool-looking logo. And then the, uh, the other cover has, like, a really bad logo, like... It's just like print the words torture killer printed on it with like lines through it. It's I don't know if maybe the, the other cover is a little bit censored in comparison. Uh, like maybe they just I've noticed in censorship that like obvious blood is worse than red blood or, or like red blood is worse than like darkened blood, which is why in Evil Dead 2, the blood is like all these weird different colors because they were trying to keep it down to an R rating. Um, but it's it's the same thing here. They've just darkened the image a little bit to make it a little bit less gruesome. But uh, like I said, I think Swarm has the superior artwork. We're not really art connoisseurs. I, this might even be the first time we've ever even brought cover artwork up on the podcast. It but won't be the like, last. Well, yeah, for a band like Torture Killer, you have to. And I mean, with Cannibal Corpse, there's no way we can't talk about it. But yeah, I think Swarm had better artwork. It's a better album. Just overall, the whole package is better. The vocalist is just terrible. And that's something that you can either live with or you can just check out a band that's better, like, you know, Cannibal Corpse. 2009, Sewers. Sewers. Kind of their most boring cover artwork, if you ask me. The music is more of the same. But with a better vocalist. Much better vocalist. (laughs) Yes. You know, I had a hard time with Swarm because of Barnes. And... Listening to Sewers, I was like, okay. To me, it sounded head and shoulders better because I have a hard time disassociating shitty vocals from fantastic music. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think that's been pretty well documented on this podcast that I don't do very good at separating the two. So for me, I was really enjoyed it. Swarm was pro- uh, probably my least favorite out of all the albums. Really, even even more so than the first one. Yep, and wow. I think it has everything to do with Barnes. I just, it just it was just like a sideshow. I just couldn't get into it as much as I wanted to. Because you're right, musically it is fantastic. All of their, I think all of their stuff is really good. But it really starts with with Swarm. It, you know, there's a big jump up uh, from Maggots to Swarm. You know, and they're just that. His vocals are just so, for me, they were just so bad that they just kind of distract, they were too distracting. And now that he's not on this one, way better. Way, 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 way better. 
Yeah, I mean, you're getting Swarm with a good vocalist, and you yes. can't really top that, at least not for this band. No. You can't top that. And, yeah, I mean, I'd say musically, this isn't really better than Swarm. It's actually kind of middle of the road as far as what they had accomplished on Swarm musically. And then they're just writing that out. It's almost like they're like, man, it was really cool to have Chris Barnes on the album, but he kind of sucked and none of us want to tell him, you know. Um, and I know that his participation on that record was just a collaboration. It was He never played live with the band or anything like that. Correct. And so I feel like on this album, you're getting like the actual torture killer experience. It's really good. I, I wish there was more I could say about it. I know there's only four albums to talk about here, but the album's really good. It actually was a, a maybe a hair more melodic. Like the, the lead guitar work grows in leaps and bounds between each release, I've noticed with this band. Maybe it was his last album or this album. I can't remember which, but I believe the bass player became the the guitarist or okay. one of the guitarists. So I think that might have been part of the change. I know as time has gone on, there's been a ton of personnel changes throughout the albums with them. It's not just the lead singer. Um, so maybe. There, was, there was a lot in flexible. It, it may not necessarily be that because uh, like even if somebody didn't leave the band, like I said, like the bass player became the guitarist. We were switching and whenever you only have four albums, you know, that it doesn't take much for that to, you know, to add up saying that you're, you're having a different lineup every time for the most part. Yeah, it looks like, uh, yeah, their bass player, he played bass uh, from 2002 to 2003, and then he switched to guitar, and then they had a new bass player in 2003 on. It's interesting on this record, too, the vocals were so good because the vocalist on this one was only in this on this record as well. Yeah, which it means sucks. which means when they would no, it's actually kind of awesome because he was this guy was singing all of the material on uh, on Swarm at live shows and stuff. Right, right. So that would have been cool. That. But yeah, I thought this record um, is actually a little heavier too than Swarm was. Just and that could just be the difference between recording a record in two thousand nine versus two thousand six. But uh, I like the way this one sounded. Um, there's a little bit more of a groove to what they're doing, but the guitar work, like the actual leads and solos and stuff, sound a lot better. It's like it's like midway through their career, they started realizing like it's not cool to be six feet under. You know, like we we could actually take this and, and make it into like a respectable band that stands on its own. Overall, the band sounds like the same group of guys making the same music. It almost sounds repetitive at some points. But if you're a fan of this, that's exactly what you want. Okay, which torture killer am I going to listen to today? Well, yeah, you're not going to listen to Swarm. Uh, yeah, at least I'm not. I just can't yeah. listen to Barnes. The answer to the question is not Swarm. I think Sewers. Sewers is the best representation of the band up to this point, in my opinion. I, I could be wrong about this, but I don't know how many people whose favorite album is going to be for Maggots. Now, there's a certain percentage of the population that's always going to stick to the first album by any band. Like, that that's what defines them or whatever. But, like, I don't think that they had a very strong debut. I don't think they really started getting feet until Sewers. Really? I thought it was a really strong debut. I disagree, but I don't like I don't like groovy death metal that much. I mean, it's sometimes, but, like, this is... For Maggots was just boring to me. 
And, uh, you know, it really wasn't until Swarm that I started hearing really better guitar. And on Sewers, it continues that, but then now the entire package is better overall. Okay, I'll take that. Like, really getting getting feet to where, like... Because I feel like you have to be a certain type of death metal fan to like for Maggots. But Sewers, I feel like, is better for the overall death metal fan. Is everybody ready for Phobia, then? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm ready. I loved Phobia. 35 minutes of some of the best death metal guitar playing I've heard. It's simple. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's exactly what it needs to be. It was the last album taken a little bit further. It almost has an Opeth vibe in some spots. It does a little bit. It's some of their more energetic material, which I like. I I don't like mid-paced, boring death metal. Again, see six feet under. (laughs) Um, I'm just just not into that. It's boring, and it just sounds like just, just, I don't know. To me, death metal should be fast. It should be moderately technical and and have some hooks in there to keep you coming back. And I just, I feel like Phobia has all of that and more. Like, I don't know. I just like it's got that old school. It's almost, it's almost like this record is almost more Cannibal Corpse and less Six Feet Under. And I like that about it. Like, like, er, like kind of like early Cannibal Corpse, but with modern production. Okay. I can see that, and I I would uh I would agree with that. I um I like the fact that, like you said, it sped up a little bit. I I was digging it. This is not like a uh, you know like a generational talent type of band. It's just it's just good death metal. That's and that's all that I that's really all that I want you know out of a band like this. I don't I don't need anything fancy. I don't need a ton of frills. I just. I just want my death metal, especially in October. That's like my favorite time. Like I love, you know, you know, showing the the the. <laughs> it's funny we talk about the art. It's one of the few times I actually mess with my kids and show them like the cover art of you know music I listen to, you know, because they're into you know crap that you top forty stuff. Although they are starting to get into jazz, so I will give them that. But they're like, that stuff is just messed up. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the fun in it. Well, I don't think anybody's listening to Torture Killer because it's their favorite band. I think they are an accompaniment to other bands that you like. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really good way of putting it, Joe, because that's, that's how I feel about this band overall. When I want to listen to death metal, I feel like this band's good in a death metal playlist, but like, I'm not like, oh my God, Torture Killer. Like, you guys have to check this out. Because, you know, even their more extreme moments, it's not like they haven't been done better by other bands. And I guess that's the only issue I have is that, you know, you have you have a record like Phobia, and it is really, like, one of the best. Like, it, it shows that they were still alive and kicking in 2013 and that they were trying to put out the best material that they could. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's hard to break out of that mold of being basically a B-grade death metal band. Well, most most death metal, vast majority of death metal bands are B-grade because yeah. there's there's a lot of some you know at all you know when you put it on a place it all sounds the same, right? You know that's I guess if there is going to be a drawback to some some genres of metal is that you you know they get so pigeonholed. 
and you're looking to play a particular style, you know, that's it's all starts to sound the same. And I agree. The, these guys and they're a playlist band. And that's that's generally a big no no for me. That's a strike against you uh, as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, I'm kind of giving the guys a pass because I, I have fun with them. I really do. So normally I'd say, you know, you're your band that does, you know, that's going to be on a playlist and that's all I want to hear. You know, most of the time I'm like, yep, no, I'm done. But for whatever reason, it does it for me with these guys. Would that be your final thought? Yeah, I think so. What were you going to say, Dan? Oh, just that basically the same thing. And, you know, the edge is, is that in most genres of music, like 10% of it is really good and innovative. And the other 90% is just trying to mimic that 10%. I think in death metal, it could almost be moved up to like 99% to one. Right. Agreed. You know, with a, with a style of music that's like so extreme. And I'm talking more about just like pure death metal, because I would consider this to be pretty close to pure death metal. This is the book that death wrote back in 1988. You know what I mean? And everybody's kind of followed it, you know from there you know so like whenever i say death metal i'm not including you know the melodic death metal bands and you know all the bands that kind of broke off from that i'm talking about the bands that just kept it brutal all the time brutal scary gory all that um torture killer unfortunately just is not going to break into that one percent i don't think they ever will but that's not necessarily a bad thing i think this band puts out pretty good records and if you're a fan i don't think that they're ever going to do anything to disappoint you because you know for all with all said and done i haven't listened to any of these albums the first one included and thought oh no what are they doing you know like I, i haven't had that moment and yet i have had that moment several times with other bands that are vastly more successful than torture killer so there is something to be said about consistency. I just don't know with this style and this band if they're ever really going to be able to break through from that. No, they're not going to break break out of the mold. Kind of hard to do that and still be considered uh, death metal, I guess. I don't know. Right, and your fan base is going to expect you to just do this. Yep. I'd like to congratulate Dan on coining a new term on this podcast, roadkill. The definition of roadkill going forward will be a middle-of-the-road metal band that does what they do and won't break into the 1%. <laughs> I would buy this if you showed it to me or if I saw it for sale. I wouldn't have any doubts about it if they put out a new album. I feel like I know exactly what I'm going to get. If you like death metal, I've heard worse opening bands, and I've heard worse headlining bands. So to hear a band that's consistent through and through, I think there is value there. So listen to Torture Killer. You definitely shouldn't avoid them. Jeff, what's your album of the week? Uh, Misery Index, The Killing Gods. Since we're talking uh, (laughs) death metal. (laughs) Dan, what about you? Uh, My album of the week is A Skeletal Domain by Cannibal Corpse. Incredible record. Well, when I wasn't listening to Torture Killer this week, I came across a cover of Zombie by the band Bad Wolves. So I've been listening to their album Disobey, which is some straight dude bro, yeah, meathead metal. And it's been funny as hell. Notice I didn't say good. Funny. (laughs) (laughs) So one other thing that I've been checking out a lot lately, pretty much every time I have a chance to get onto YouTube, 
I've been checking out a web series called Good Company with Scott Bowling. Scott Bowling has become a great friend of the show. And I'm not just saying this because he's our bud, because I saw his show before uh, before we'd actually met him at Rockin' Pod and uh, was really happy to see him there. And uh, But Good Company with Scott Bowling is literally one of the best interview-based web shows out there in the sense that dude is basically doing what we're doing, but he's doing it with the artist on camera. So he's got the albums right there, and he'll go through pretty much their entire discography with the, with the artist and so these could be pretty long interviews you know uh you know close to about an hour dude's interviewed sunny from pod brian head welch from corn uh lejean from seven dust pretty much everyone in fozzy uh he did one with michael sweet from striper uh he did one one with mikey from islander and just these things are just a pleasure to watch very high production value um, super high def, great audio quality. It's just basically like, it's what every podcaster wishes their podcast looked like. If, if people are watching us, uh, this is what we would hope that people are envisioning our podcast to look like when we're when they're hearing it. But uh, with good company, you can just see it right there on screen. And uh, definitely looking forward to what uh, what his next interview is going to be. And on that note, this has been episode 87 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things Discography Discussion. And please send questions and comments to Show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at patreon.com forward slash discuss metal. We have some sweet perks. Give me your money.